0: Welcome, gentle listener, and hearken to me hither. I wish to share with thee a sumptuous tale of desire. Reading alone certainly has its place, but some activities are rather more pleasant when shared. The annals of female erotica scarcely receive the accolades they ought. More's the pity." So it is that I seek to pay homage and tip my cap to the literary titans of our age. Let us escape together in wonderment, mystery, and
1: lusty exaltation, for these are bleak and uncertain times indeed. Perhaps within the dewy revelry of pulpy romance
0: we may hope to pluck away our cares and quench the communal thirst of our voracious appetites. Together we shall curry the favor of gentle solace and ascend to the ethereal plane of our own imagination. Perhaps, as we bask in the afterglow of titillation, we may kindle the fires for a brighter tomorrow, or perhaps tis no more than a brief chance to get our proverbial rocks off. I beseech thee, nuzzle into your headphones and allow this humble
1: token of Slightly more than friendship, to caress the trembling inner chambers of your mind.
0: Today on Moist Lily, we boldly venture forth to explore the universally lauded and celestial body of work that is Honey Phillip's Cyborgs on Mars. In this estimable entry, The Magnificent Cyborg, the mission to terraform Mars is well underway for humankind, along with their cyborg counterparts. However, like all good Western interplanetary bionic romances, things are far from carefree for this plucky colony of cowboys and call girls on the fourth rock from the sun. "'Madam Cherry, the proprietor of the local Den of Inequity, "'had set aside any notion of a fairy tale ending "'until worlds collide and she meets a dapper "'and eerily familiar cyborg and territorial judge, W-246. "'Get ready for liftoff, Because this hunky, halfway human with a bucket load of bolts and balls was in fact her one-time Earth husband, Wyatt, who was killed in action. Little did she know that he was brought back to instill a sense of law, order, and sexy justice on the Red Planet. Devastatingly, Wyatt's memories have been erased. While he doesn't recognize the gravity of their situation, there is something faintly familiar about this headstrong and buxom bordello business babe that sends his bolts positively ballistic. Will W246 be able to protect his civic charges from vile astronomical rebels that seek to desecrate peace and justice whilst flagrantly shirking overdue rovercraft parking fines? Will the magnetism between these two star-crossed Martian mates be enough to reunite both body and mind? It's time to gaze up at the stars and ponder these very questions waiting in the sky. They'll likely come and meet us and might just blow our minds. Cherry drifted, not fully awake, but a few things made their way into her consciousness. She was cradled against a warm, hard body, and she felt... "'safe in a way that she hadn't for many years. "'A crisp masculine scent teased her nostrils, curiously familiar. "'She heard voices, a light feminine one, "'and a deeper tone that caused an unfamiliar spark of arousal. "'It had been so many years since she had felt true desire.' that she let herself drift in that pleasant moment until an acrid tang replaced the masculine scent, and she coughed. When her eyes opened, she saw Wyatt, and the memories came rushing back. He was here, and he was a cyborg. Wyatt? Even though he nodded, there was still no sign of recognition on that familiar face. Disappointment and sorrow overwhelmed her, and, to her shock, she started to cry. She would have sworn that all the tears had been drawn from her long ago. The day she stood at his memorial was the last time she had cried. "'Cherry, are you all right?' Esme asked anxiously." "'I'm fine,' she pushed herself into a sitting position and tried to gather her dignity, a task that would be much easier if she weren't sitting on Wyatt's lap. "'You can let go of me now.' "'Well, now, that is a shame,' he gave her that oh-so-familiar grin as he effortlessly lifted her free and placed her next to him on the couch.' How could he look and sound so much like the man she knew, and yet act as if they were total strangers? Ignoring the pain building in her heart, she gathered her composure and gave the other occupants of the room her most practiced smile. I do apologize for interrupting the wedding. I should have taken the time to eat today. Esme bent over and gave her a hug. "'I told you that you were working too hard.' "'She scolded affectionately. "'And who's going to take care of you now that I'm leaving?' "'I will.' "'The words came from Wyatt's mouth, but he looked as shocked as the rest of them. "'I mean, I wouldn't be a very good judge if I didn't take care of my citizens,' "'he amended hastily. "'Hmm,' Dr. Kilda said. "'This isn't like you, Cherry.' "'I think I should do a quick check-up.' "'Did Wyatt just growl?' "'Ignoring him, she smiled at the doctor. "'Honestly, I'm fine. "'I promise I'll remember to eat breakfast from now on.' "'Sharp eyes flicked from her face to Wyatt's, "'but the doctor only nodded. "'Very well, but if you have another one of these fainting spells, "'I'm going to insist on an examination.' "'And I promise I'll go quietly,' she assured him, then turned to Esme. "'You should get back to your reception. "'That's all right. We've done the important part.' "'Esme smiled at Big Tom, her face radiant, "'and Cherry felt a pang of envy at her friend's happiness. "'She had felt like that once, for the man sitting obliviously next to her. "'In fact, I think it's time to be going,' Tom returned Esme's smile. Cherry knew that the couple had booked a night in the town hotel. When she had protested, none of the rooms in the somewhat utilitarian establishment were as luxurious as the Pleasure Palace. Esme shook her head. Too much history there. We'll start fresh together. Cherry had nodded, but it hadn't stopped her from sending silk sheets, candles, and fresh flowers to their room. She hoped Esme would understand that it was to help them celebrate, not to bring back memories of the past. Yes, indeed you should. Standing up, she ignored her shaky knees and gathered Esme in her arms. If you ever need anything, I'll always be here for you, she whispered. I know. When Esme drew back, her eyes were misty, but her smile was radiant when she turned to her new husband— "'Let's go, honey.' "'Cherry escorted them to the door and waved them off. "'Taking a deep breath, she turned to confront Wyatt. "'I do apologize for fainting on you. "'Thank you for the gallant rescue. "'Not at all, ma'am. "'Always happy to help a beautiful woman.' "'A memory surfaced at his word. "'He had said the same thing the night they met.' when she accidentally tripped over something and ended up in his arms. She had spent the next two weeks there, first as his lover, then as his bride. But then he had reported for duty and never returned. The military had eventually informed her that he was missing in action. What happened to him, and why didn't he remember her? Her longing to be with him again won out, "'over her common sense. "'Would you like a drink? "'It seems like the least I can do.' "'Why, yes, ma'am, I certainly would.' "'He gave her that familiar, charming grin, "'but her heart sank. "'He was simply responding like any man would "'to an attractive woman. "'There was no indication of the special bond they once shared. "'Should she tell him, "'so many things had changed since he disappeared.' She almost wished she hadn't asked him to stay, but she turned and led the way back into the living room. Whiskey, she was already pouring the liquid into one of her precious crystal glasses before she realized that his tastes might have changed. That's my preference, he agreed. Pouring herself a hefty dose as well, she handed him his glass and curled up at the other end of the couch so she could watch his face. She wanted to shake him, to demand that he remember her, but pain and pride kept her quiet. "'How did you end up on Mars?' she asked finally. For the first time, his casual good humor vanished and his face hardened. "'The usual way,' he shrugged. "'I was a soldier, and I was fatally injured. "'Earth government resurrected me as a cyborg and sent me here for the terraforming project.' She had heard enough of the horrors that many of the cyborgs had experienced to know that it was understated, but she let it drop. Did you have to leave anyone behind on earth? She concentrated on the glass in her hands as she waited for his answer. No, ma'am. Her eyes flew to his, but the carefree mask was back. She only hoped that her own face did not reveal her heartache. "'But I am right glad to meet you,' he added. "'His gaze was frankly admiring, "'but it could have been the gaze of a thousand other men. "'He was no longer her Wyatt. "'No,' she decided, she wasn't going to tell him. "'Her chest ached as part of her protested the decision, "'but she ignored it. "'I'm certainly pleased to have met you too,' she lied smoothly, "'as she gulped her drink, welcoming the fiery burn.' But I'm afraid I'm still feeling a little shaky, if you don't mind. No, of course not. He rose hastily to his feet and followed her to the door. But perhaps once you're feeling better, we could further our acquaintance. She knew it was a terrible idea. She knew that it would only lead to heartache. She opened her mouth to tell him no. Instead, yes, Wyatt, I'd like that. W246 found it surprisingly hard to leave the beautiful woman and her peaceful home, but he forced himself to bow over her hand. Giving in to a long-forgotten instinct, he raised her hand to his mouth and brushed his lips across the silky skin. A faint exotic fragrance teased his senses, and he wanted to pull her closer to explore every inch of that lush body. Instead, he raised his head and stepped back. He had work to do, he couldn't linger, even if she was the first woman to stir his interest in years. Returning to his new office, he pulled out a stack of paperwork to enter into the somewhat antiquated computer system. Mars used an odd combination of modern and ancient technology. Based on the stacks of paper, it seemed that old technology was predominant amongst the settlers. He had been a late selection for the Cyborg program and arrived He had been a late selection for the Cyborg program and arrived on Mars close to the end of the initial terraforming phase assigned to the polar ice cap he had overseen the final construction of the massive power plants located there and once they were completed he had stayed on to assist in the transition to human workers Up there, everything had been automated. Down here, no one had invested in a technology infrastructure except Gen Con, the massive corporation investing in the settlement, and they seemed to have restricted it to their own use. As he began entering the data, he sighed. This was not what he expected when he had awoken as a cyborg. The human part of him had actually been excited about the idea of pioneering a new planet. With no family on Earth to miss him, he had surprisingly few regrets about the transformation. Although he still didn't remember the incident that had injured him so badly, but the scientists had assured him that some short-term memory loss was common with the transition. He rubbed his ribs, feeling the titanium bones beneath the metallic flesh, and tried once again to remember the fatal accident, but pain speared through his head as it always did when he tried. Something about the beautiful woman, Cherry, he reminded himself, made him want to remember the past. He knew it was foolish. Why would she be interested in his past? But she had said they could meet again, Did she really mean it, and for that matter, what did she mean by meat? After all, she was the owner of a brothel. Could she have meant something more intimate? To his astonishment, his cock responded to the thought. It had been so long since he had thought of anything sexual, and yet she had aroused him twice in one evening." He tried to force his mind back to his work, but every time he paused, he ended up thinking about her. As a result, he ended up working all night. When the pale Martian sun crept through the window, he gave his clean desk a rueful glance. If nothing else, she had been good for his productivity. Was it too soon to go visit? He reached for his hat, then came to an abrupt halt. No woman would appreciate a visit just after dawn. With a sigh, he sat back down and began reviewing old case records. He might as well start becoming familiar with the type of trouble he might expect in New Arcadia. By the time mid-morning rolled around, Wyatt was pacing restlessly. He didn't understand why he felt so compelled to visit the woman. While it was true that he'd had his fair share of feminine companionships in his younger days, perhaps too much, he had lost interest as he grew older. Certainly no one had captured his interest long enough to make him regret leaving Earth, but this woman, Cherry, he had to remind himself again. For some reason the name just didn't seem to fit. To hell with it, surely it was late enough for a friendly visit. He was out the door and halfway down the street before he remembered to reduce his speed to an approximation of a normal human walk. He received a few glares from miners conducting their business in town, but he ignored them. The humans would accept him or not. It made little difference to him. As he rounded the corner of the brothel, he saw that the flowering plants were in place beside the door... "'and suddenly wished that he was bringing her flowers. "'He shook his head at his own romantic impulse. "'He doubted a woman of her experience would be impressed by flowers. "'Thump, thump. "'Wincing, he realized that his knock had sounded more like a demand than a request. "'What in the world?' "'Sherry opened the door and his mouth went dry. "'Her hair was down around her shoulders.' her face bare of makeup, and she was wrapped in a simple white silk robe. But he had never seen anyone so beautiful in his life. That odd feeling of familiarity washed over him again before he was distracted by the knowledge that she was obviously naked under the thin fabric. Most of the blood in his body rushed to his erection, and his usual charm deserted him. "'Cherry stared up at him, "'and a flash of what looked like pain crossed her face "'before her lips curved in a slow, sensuous smile. "'Why, Judge, I didn't realize you'd be up so early.' "'The glance she swept down over his body "'left no doubt as to the double entendre. "'Damn it!' He did his best to force his cock back under control, and when that failed, resorted to a nonchalant grin. A beautiful woman tends to have that effect on me, ma'am, he drawled. One brow flicked up. Any beautiful woman? I wouldn't know. I've never met one as beautiful as you before. She laughed and shook her head, sending a hint of exotic perfume his way. Nice save. "'Are you ever at a loss for words?' "'Not often,' he admitted. "'And why are you trying to knock down my door so early this morning?' "'I waited as long as I could,' he said truthfully, "'before he realized how desperate that made him sound. "'I figured everyone was up and about by now. "'Some more than others,' her eyes dropped his crotch again. "'But she sighed. "'I suppose you'd better come in. "'Would you like some coffee?' Yes, ma'am. He probably should have waited politely in the living room, but instead he found himself following her into the miniature kitchen area, curiously reluctant to let her out of his sight. The small kitchen was barely large enough for the two of them, and she kept brushing against him as she brewed a pot of coffee and placed it on a tray with two sturdy mugs and a crystal sugar bowl. The rich smell of coffee... Filled the rooms, but he could still detect a hint of that oddly familiar perfume, "'and her nearness had done nothing to diminish his arousal. "'You're going to have to let me out of the kitchen if you want this coffee.' "'Blue Eyes laughed up at him. "'To hell with the coffee. "'He took the tray out of her hands and shoved it back on the counter, "'then put an arm around her waist and tugged her up against him. "'Fuck!' "'Her lush curves fit against him as if she belonged there. "'Wyatt?' "'The laughter had died out of her eyes as she studied his face intensely. "'She was the only one who called him by his name in years, "'but it sounded right on her lips. "'Yes, ma'am?' "'For a moment he caught a flash of sorrow in those big blue eyes, "'but then it disappeared and her lips curved up, "'full red lips that promised pleasure.' "'Judge, I do believe you are manhandling me.' "'Yes, ma'am, and unless you object, I'm going to continue.' "'An almost imperceptible pause, and he found himself holding his breath. "'Had he ever wanted anything more? Maybe just a little kiss.' "'He didn't give her the chance to continue. His head descended. "'A long time ago, he had been considered a ladies' man, and he knew how to please a woman.' how to coax and tease. That knowledge deserted him now, replaced by raw hunger. He forced her lips apart, invading her mouth and groaning with pleasure at her sweet taste. Perhaps he could have forced himself back under control, but she met him just as hungrily, her arms winding around his neck, her breasts rubbing against his chest. He started to raise his head and she murmured, A protest. I'm not going anywhere, he growled as he lifted her into his arms. Her legs wrapped around his waist, and he could feel the damp heat of her cunt pressed against his aching shaft. He rubbed her slowly over the hard bar of his erection, and she cried out, her nipples branding his chest. Bedroom, he managed to get out. His words had deserted him. She seemed equally speechless— gesturing vaguely towards the back of the house. No matter, it was a small house. It wouldn't be hard to find. Even in the few seconds it took to reach the bedroom, she had his shirt unbuttoned, her hands eagerly exploring his flesh, seemingly unfazed by the metallic skin covering his left side. Her mouth was urgent on his neck, sucking and biting, each touch adding to his arousal. By the time he dropped her on the big white bed, his cock threatened to tear open his pants, but he had recovered enough of his senses to want to please her first. The white robe parted easily, revealing her naked body and bringing him to a halt. She's perfect. Full breasts, big dark nipples, a softly curved waist, full hips perfect for his hands— and between them, naked pink folds, already glistening with desire. The heady scent of her arousal washed over him, and he lost control again, spreading her legs and burying his face in the sweetest, wettest cunt. Her taste exploded in his mouth, tantalizingly familiar, but he was too driven to stop. He wanted, needed her to climax, to come apart beneath his mouth and his hands. The small pearl of her clit was already swollen and hard when he drew it into his mouth, licking and sucking with desperate intensity. Her hands were in his hair, and he could hear her calling his name, his human name, and he was on the verge of his own climax as she exploded in a rush of liquid heat. Satisfaction filled him as he gentled his mouth and slowly brought her down. When he raised his head, she was smiling, but her eyes were wet. Is something wrong? No, I just haven't. An urgent knock interrupted her.
1: Was that good for you too, gentle listener? Should your thirst for this particular tale be yet unslaked, look no further than the Amazon, or perhaps your local book merchant. I've taken the liberty of including links to the author's work in the story notations. If you have enjoyed your visit, please be sure to sing praises of the Lily on High to your acquaintances, significant others, and fellow personages of Estimable taste. Bellowing from either rafter or rooftop is cautiously encouraged. However, five star reviews and social media shares are preferable. Should you be so inclined, one may also happen upon news, updates, and a veritable plethora of other such erotic goings on at www.moistlily.com. I bid you warm and dewy salutations until our next chance encounter.